Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome along to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden and as usual we welcome our motorhome expert, the man himself. It's Matt Sims. Hey Keith, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks very much. Good. All the better for being uh, with you. Today we're talking about something very important, quite a lot of them as well. Six things that could ruin your motorhome hire holiday and how to avoid them. A Absolutely. snappy title if ever I heard one. <laughs> it is what it says on the tin. Okay then. First of all, I mean, I, I feel that we should have that that, that chart music. Yeah, do 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 play. And number one, um, so we're counting, we're counting up, not down. And number one, research. Tell us about the research. What should we be doing before we hire so our motorhome? I'm going to assume you're looking to hire a motorhome to go on a holiday. Maybe you've never done it before. Looking to find someone to hire from. Uh, and there are lots of places you can hire from. You can hire online from these kind of Airbnb-type sites where you're basically hiring a motorhome off someone's driveway. Or you could go to a, a rental business where they've got one, two, or maybe 30, or maybe 200 motorhomes to choose from and hire. So doing your research into who you're hiring from is really important. It's a great first place to start, both in terms of the research of which motorhome you want to hire and then into the company that you want to hire from. Now, as you know... I'm the MD of Motorhome Holiday Company, so I come at this with a big sense of bias. Uh, and we have a fleet of 30-plus motorhomes that people can hire based near Western Supermare. And so we deal with customers every day that are looking to hire from us that have never used a motorhome before. In fact, they've got no idea what to do and what to ask about, which motorhome to hire. they just got the dream of going away on a motorhome holiday. So number one, do your research. And by that, I mean into the business. So wherever you are in the world you can do this research. Google is your friend. So look for their reviews, read the reviews. Have they got reviews? Are they a genuine business? There sadly have been a number of scams in the past where these businesses are fake and they, they look really, really real. Friends of mine were caught out by them and they, they consider themselves pretty savvy and the money was taken and there was no holiday at the end of it. So do your research, check that they're a real business, read the reviews, go on their Facebook page, do a Google on them, um, go to Company's House. If you're in the UK and the company's registered in the UK, go to Company's House. Are they a bona fide limited company? Or are they a family who've launched a brand name and they're hiring out you know, Mabel from the driveway? That's fine. Just be aware of what you're dealing with. If you are hiring Mabel from the driveway, it might be you've got his DVDs and her knickers in the drawer. You know, you just need to be mindful. Or the other way around. Well, it could be. She might be a keen DVD watcher. Just be aware of what you're in for. Um, and if you're hiring a motorhome from a third-party website, so there are lots of them out there, GoBooney, Clamplify, and so on. And they're Airbnb-type models where they are just a listing site. Um, and again, try and do as much research on the person or people and company you're hiring from as you possibly can. Well, number two on the list of the uh, six things that you should pay attention to before you go on your holiday, check your plan B. It's difficult enough for me to come up with a plan A. Now you want another one. <laughs> what I mean by that is if, what if something goes wrong? So most homes break down, they go wrong. What's the company or your supplier going to do in that instance? Ask the question. It might be they don't have one. You know, it is their only motorhome that you're hiring from them and they haven't got a plan B. Is that a risk you're prepared to take? Um, as, a, as a motorhome hire business with a fleet, 
that you know the guys have a backup plan. There's always another plan B. We're also part of a big network of hire companies, and we will help each other out. You know, if we had to, we could bring a motorhome in from somewhere else. So, you know, what is their plan B? If something, it's your holiday. You know, you've saved up for this all year. You've looked forward to it for a long time particularly currently, you know, some of us haven't been on holiday for two, three years. So, you know, what is the plan B? Make sure your holiday has got a plan B. Number three on the list, confirm your breakdown policy. What does that mean? So, again, as I say, motorhomes can go wrong. What breakdown cover have you got? You know, what's going to happen if the motorhome engine fails? What's the breakdown service? Now, most hire companies pay quite an extensive sum of money to have a fleet breakdown cover which is brilliant you know we have a range of suppliers actually we use the RAC with their fleet policy um, in our business but we also have a range of other suppliers you know if a tire blew out we have a a network of tire repair people that we can call upon and they are remarkable I mean these guys are at the side of the road you know 24-7 and they'll get somewhere in minutes often and have a new tire on the vehicle so and we have those accounts set up so you know just check again it's about protecting your holiday and making sure that if something goes wrong there is a plan to fix it well point four out of our six point plan seems obvious to me uh, forgive me for saying so but are you legal to drive <laughs> well yeah so if you passed your test before 1997 as you and I did, because we're old, <laughs> we can drive up to seven and a half tonnes. But Jordan, behind the camera, we're videoing this podcast, didn't. He's a youngster, and he passed his test not that long ago, seven years ago. So back in 2015, Jordan can't drive anything over three and a half tonnes. Now, lots of motorhomes require you to have what's called a C1 licence entitlement. If they weigh over three and a half tonnes, they're 3.8 or four tonnes, you have to have that C1 entitlement. Equally, when you turn 70, the DVLA automatically remove that entitlement. So if you're over 70 and you're hiring a motorhome, you need to check you've got that entitlement. You, of course, only need it if the motorhome you're hiring is over three and a half tonnes. The vast majority are three and a half tonnes. So you, anyone with a car dr- driving licence, a B1 licence, can drive them. But just check your legal. The other thing to check is that your photo driving licence is actually still in date. So every 10 years, you have to renew it. So do you know when your photo driving licence expires? I think it's in about three years' time. Uh, Yeah, I I know. Mine is about the same. But most people have an idea. But do you remember to check it? I remember putting it in my diary to remind me. You're going to need to produce that as ID when you hire the motorhome. And if you don't have that photo ID, you may not be able to go away on that holiday. So check you've got the right licence entitlement for the vehicle you want to drive and that your photo licence ID is in date. So in three years' time, Matt, uh, when you're 70, <laughs> then, <laughs> and you can't drive uh, with a C1 entitlement, how do you gain one? Uh, so, good question. It's pretty simple, actually. You go to the doctor, they will give you an assessment, um, fill out a form for you, which you send off to the DVLA, and the DVLA will reinstate it for you. There is a charge. The surgery are going to charge you a fee anywhere between 50 and a few hundred pounds, depending on where you are in the country and depending on the surgery. I was given a great tip on this recently by an audience member of a talk I was giving at the the recent NEC campervan show. Uh, Someone in the audience said, Matt, don't go and get the forms from the post office. They're always out of date. I'm sure that's not true. Um, But go and download them from the DVLA website, which is a great piece of advice. And what if you've got one of those licences like Jordan, who's uh, filming us today, and you want to get that C1 entitlement, what do you have to do then? Well, you have to take a test so to do that is a 
typically around a thousand pounds and you have to go through a lorry test uh, which is about a week or longer of your life uh, go and sit a driving test so just to get this right somebody who's passed their driving test ages ago and is older can drive a motorhome which is a, above three and a half tons tons yeah but it's going to cost a thousand pounds for young fit jordan who might not have had his <laughs> license for as long but it's probably Got better reactions and a better driver. <laughs> that's probably true. I've seen you drive, Keith. I know that's true of your driving. So, yeah, that's it. So the law changed from the 1st of January 1997 when you passed your car driving test. If you think about this logically, you get out of a Nissan Micra or a Mini with and take the L plates off because you've passed. woo As my daughter did the other week. Very proud, Dad. Uh, and well done, Neve. Uh, and you can then get in a 7.5 tonne lorry. That's madness. I wouldn't want my daughter to get out of her little Citroen C1 and then into a seven and a half ton, you know, big green parcel machine. Yeah, that's madness. I did that. And, you know, within a week of passing my car driving test, I was driving a lorry, uh, and which seems insane. I loved it at the time, but, you know, I was keen to do it. So the rules changed, and, and I think common sense did prevail. There probably should be, I think, a break point because... A motorhome at three and a half tons is very, very easily overloaded. And this is something else which isn't on this list that we're talking about today, is just check your weight. Because if there's six of you, six adults going to a festival, and you've all got you know kit and caboodle, you could overload that motorhome very, very easily. Yeah, check how many tins of baked beans you've packed. <laughs> <laughs> Liquids. <Yeah. laughs> Do you own a motorhome, caravan, camper van or tent? Head to thatleisureshop.com for all your outdoor living essentials. Camping furniture, cookware, spares, e-bikes and more. Visit us in store in North Somerset at BS24 6RT or shop online and get free delivery on all orders over £150. Everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Thatleisureshop.com. Enjoy the journey. Number five on our list then, how secure is your security deposit. Well, there we go. So to hire a motorhome, you are going to have to pay for the hire, and then you're going to have to give the hire company probably £1,000. Some charge £500, some charge £2,000, but there's going to be a refundable security deposit to be paid. And any damage or shortages in the motorhome when you return it are going to be deducted from that. So again, this is why doing the research on the company is so important, because you want to know you're going to get that money back. Uh, there's been lots of stories, and you'll see them online, of people returning a motorhome in perfect condition, and there has been a deduction for damage that they insist they didn't do. The disreputable companies might do that. We have a policy where within 48 hours of the return of the motorhome, it's inspected and the deposit is returned and refunded. And we will email to confirm it's been refunded. And if there's any problem, we will call you and go through with you the issue and send photographs and have a discussion about it. So where is that deposit going? We put it into a separate account. We have a client account that it goes in that's ring-fenced, doesn't go into our cash flow. And the risk is that you know, the deposit's held on to for a month and some companies will hold on to it for 30 days. What if they go bust? Your £1,000 is going to disappear into their bank account. So we will return it within 48 hours. It takes a few days to arrive, but ask the question. It's an easy one to ask and say, well, where is my deposit going and how quickly after I return it am I going to get it back? Your expectation is then set and you understand the process that you're in with them. 
Yeah, because after all, you don't want a, a, a disreputable company using your deposit to pay their staff and hoping for customers next month to be able to return exactly. your money. That's right. Yeah, it's your money, and it, and I think it should be held in a separate account because it's you know it's not to be used unless it has to be used. Yeah, as it is when you're renting a flat these days. Exactly. The yeah. law has yeah. changed. Yeah. Okay, number six on the list, the final one as well. I suppose this is obvious, but we've all come a cropper with this at some point doing something haven't we reading the small print and sometimes it is very small it is very small and and sometimes can be hard to find so a reputable business or operator will send you a link to read their terms and conditions and will ask you to sign that you've read them how many times have we particularly on an iphone you know a smartphone you just you have to tick the box i agree do you read them i don't I don't think anybody does. And in fact, I came across a site the other day uh, and I whizzed down to to hit the agree box and it actually said to me, you haven't read enough of of these terms and conditions and brought me back to the top of the page. But it's only ever happened once. Wow, so there must have been time how long you're on the page. So my advice is read them. It's very easy just to go, nah, be okay, you know, and, and, and you just tick the box or sign away, you know, your right, as it were. But my advice is read them. We have spent thousands of pounds on our terms and conditions. Uh, and, you know, our lawyers have come back to us and said, you can't say that of a customer. It's not fair. I was actually stunned because we restructured ours recently. And I was impressed and shocked at how the legal team came back to us and very much on the consumer's side. And it amazed me how rules have changed. So, you know, as a consumer, you are protected. Any company can't just impose terms on you and expect you to abide by them. You know, if there's some term you've signed and agreed to, and they're saying, well, you signed this, you know, tough, you'll go have battle on your hands, which you just don't need and don't want. So I advise you to read them, uh, even if it's a scan through. And if you think everything's happy, you know, and, you're sa- and everything's safe, then go for it. If you've got a question, ask it. You know, say, well, I didn't understand this term. What do you think? Of, you know, can you explain it to me? And just make sure that you've got peace of mind before you commit. So read those terms and conditions. Because as you say, a company cannot take away your rights, but they can make it very difficult to get your money back by putting one of those unreasonable uh, uh, little paragraphs in there. You you have to argue with them for it. And if you did then have to go to law, you'd win. But how much hassle, time and money has it all cost Absolutely. Yeah, it's rather ruined the holiday. Just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I'd say as well is go and visit the company if you can. So, yeah, we've got a, a site here with motorhomes available to view. Because of some of the COVID restrictions that have been in play, and we're still operating at the moment, and we probably will for a long time around uh, fogging motorhomes after they've been viewed and certainly after they've been used. That's a disinfectant aerosol, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so we kind of fill it with the atmosphere inside um, to keep them pathogen-free is the official phrase. And we ask you to arrange an appointment to come and view a motorhome. And the way we would operate say, well, we want to have an idea how many of you are there and then we can advise and steer you to a layout that would work and then come and view some. We run open days as well, which we hope to run again this year, uh, where people can come and just have a look at lots of them uh, and you can have a choice. So, you know, take some time to go and look at layouts and make sure you're choosing one that you think is going to be a good fit for your holiday. So those are the six things that could ruin your motorhome holiday and how to avoid them. I'd like you to put that on a business card for me. It'd be about that (laughs) (laughs) Matt Sims, thanks very much. Pleasure, Keith. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, hit the bell, and then the gods of YouTube can tell you when there's a new video coming out. And we'll see you on Instagram as well. You can find me, motorhomemat.co.uk. See you there. Mom.
Is it here yet? No, you'll have to wait. When's your holiday arriving? Any minute. Dad's bringing it. Mum, <laughs> it's outside. Whoa, it's amazing. With the Motorhome Holiday Company, your adventure starts here. Hire a motorhome for a holiday you'll really look forward to. For festivals, for discovering new places, for freedom and excitement. No need to wait. See motorhomeholidaycompany.com. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.